from the Financial Times. This is FT News and I'm Jyotsna Singh in Delhi. Chinese regulators have publicly reprimanded a string of foreign corporations including Qantas, Zara and Marriott for labeling Tibet and Taiwan as independent countries in online drop-down menus. Companies operating in the region are coming under pressure to respect China's political sensitivities in an increasingly nationalistic Chinese consumer market. The FT's Emily Feng and Edward White have written an article about the issue and joined me from Hong Kong to discuss this. To you first, Emily. China has always objected to mentions of Taiwan as anything other than a Chinese territory. But what is different about the latest campaign? For some background, the sovereign status of Taiwan, Tibet, even Hong Kong and Xinjiang, which is this massive western region in China, is still being contested and that reflects China's history as a sort of modern day empire in which a lot of its border areas have only been acquired in the last century and at certain points in the last few decades portions of the citizens in these regions have advocated for more independence from China and even full out separation from it however the powers that be in Beijing since founding the country in 1949 have always taken a really hard line when it comes to China's sovereign borders they are unequivocal in affirming that Taiwan Tibet and so on are and always will be sovereign territories of China and anything that even mildly hints otherwise is labeled as splitism which is a charge that's akin to treason within China. So when Marriott placed Taiwan and Tibet on the level of countries in this drop-down menu on this customer survey, they provided Chinese authorities who were eager to find a foreign corporate scapegoat with a really easy target. And as a result, Marriott were given this really rare punishment by local cyberspace authorities. They were ordered to take down their website within China for a full week, and the pressure they faced was so great that its CEO in the US even issued a public statement from the company that stated Marriott, quote, respects and supports the sovereignty and territorial integrity of China, something that you rarely see from foreign companies that operate in China. Now China regularly makes foreign companies, executives, even foreign celebrities issue public apologies for political gaffes that have quote hurt the feelings of the Chinese people, which is a phrase often used by state media and officials to describe such incidents. But what's been really different about this latest variation is the scope and intensity of the furor that surrounded the Marriott incident. Since Marriott was outed by an anonymous disgruntled Chinese customer, a number of other major foreign multinationals have also been accused of making similar mistakes, and foreign airlines have been particularly hard hit because they deal with a lot of international geography as you can imagine. The same week, executives from Delta Airlines, the American airline, were called in by China's civil aviation authorities, and they were reprimanded for listing Taiwan and Tibet as separate countries. Qantas, the Australian airline, was also criticized by cyberspace authorities. Zara, the Spanish fashion chain, Medtronic, the American metal equipment company, these were all reprimanded by Chinese cyberspace authorities. And the story hasn't ended here. There are likely tens of more companies to be added in the next few days as angry Chinese internet users have taken it upon themselves to start a volunteer effort to round up other errant multinationals and then out them in public. Tell us about the public behavior. What's behind the nationalistic fervor especially at a time when Chinese people seem to have embraced international brands? Throughout this whole episode you've seen Chinese regulators playing on the nationalistic sentiments of the general public which overall has been very much enamored with President Xi Jinping's vision of a stronger China. Ushering in the era of a stronger globally dominant China is a message that really resonates with people of all class backgrounds all over China. 
China suffered through what it calls its century of humiliation during colonization and the Opium Wars. And so now with its growing economic and technological might, it wants to be recognized as a key power in the world. In some ways, it already is, because China represents the single largest growing market for many industries, particularly those concentrated in consumer, retail, tourism, IT, and so on. Higher living standards and salaries means Chinese consumers are also more discerning and demanding when it comes to international brands who want to serve the China market. So you get this perfect storm now where Chinese consumers are more empowered to act on their commercial and political preferences, and that voice has also become more amplified. That means Chinese consumers are more vocal about things like defective product recalls, about having products specifically tailored to the China market, and also towards pressuring brands to follow the Communist Party line. How have the companies responded? What's been fascinating about this whole episode is just how quickly the foreign corporations targeted have been very willing to comply with authorities, issuing what have been pretty humiliating public apologies, and even going so far as to preemptively correct behaviors that might get them in trouble. So, for example, Marriott started taking banned books off its shelves in a major hotel about three hours outside from Beijing after they were reprimanded for their website and for their survey. This, to me, highlights two major issues. The first one is compliance. The risks of non-compliance with somewhat arbitrary political standards for foreign companies in China are growing. As one person we spoke to who regularly consults multinationals points out, compliance is now a much higher priority for multinationals, even though the range of issues that could get you in trouble are multiplying. And as China's President Xi Jinping becomes more powerful, the political climate will only get more fraught for foreign companies, so we'll likely see more Marriott-type incidents occurring with even harsher penalties being given out. The second issue that this raises is the broader question of censorship. What does this say about how China can pressure companies? academic institutions, perhaps even governments, into supporting its political agenda. Marriott alone pledging loyalty to China's views on sovereignty doesn't really make a huge impact on freedom of discourse globally, but as China grows more powerful and more companies and other institutions rely on access to China's market, we may see some real problems materializing. Edward, how has Taiwan reacted to the Chinese action? These moves by China have been met with stern opposition in Taiwan. Officials in Taipei said that China's actions did little to help Beijing earn the trust of the Taiwanese people. And as a spokesperson for President Tsai Ing-wen told the Financial Times, wiping out the name of Taiwan off the internet won't wipe out Taiwan's existence in the world. And this comes just a few weeks after China made a unilateral and controversial decision to start commercial flight routes very close to what has been considered Taiwan's airspace. So Taiwanese really see this move by China's regulators as part of a broader trend of intensifying pressure on Taiwan's economic and diplomatic space. Will this pressure from China have an impact on the Taiwan economy? Beijing already effectively bars Taiwan's representatives from most global organizations, and it works to stop its participation in multilateral and even bilateral trade deals. So the situation for Taiwan is very difficult to start with. And while there are some fears that this kind of pressure on corporates could be a sign of more economic pressure to come as China becomes increasingly nationalistic, given how important Taiwan, and in particular Taiwanese technology companies, are to the Chinese economy, it is hard to see China taking too much action that would eventually have a negative impact in China itself. That said, this heightened sensitivity inside China about symbols and names relating to Taiwan is likely to spill over 
over into the international sphere, potentially making some countries cautious about the level of engagement that they have with Taiwan. And that could continue to make it a tough environment for Taiwanese to progress their aims of improved trade and business relations with other countries. Thanks, Emily and Edward. Thanks for listening. This is Jyotsna Singh in Delhi saying goodbye for now. Join Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin for a new edition of the Capital Ideas Podcast. In unscripted conversations with investment professionals, you'll hear real stories about successes and lessons learned, informed by decades of investment experience. It's your look inside one of the world's largest asset managers. New episodes are available monthly. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Invest 30 minutes in an episode today. Published by American Funds Distributors, Inc.